Welcome to the Finally Marketing Networks podcast. We all know marketing is a very vast array of things and services. You will see kind of the evolution of marketing. We're going to interview guests from all walks of life. Stay tuned and enjoy the Finally Marketing Networks podcast. In just a few moments, we're going to hear from Lauren Abrams out of beautiful California. She is a lawyer. So we talk law in her practice, and we also talk hope as she has a podcast called 52 Weeks of Hope. This is a fun one, and I hope you guys will tune in and enjoy the next edition of the Finally Marketing Networks podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Finally Marketing Networks podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Slater. Here with me is another new friend out of California, Lauren. How are you doing today? Good, Mitchell. How about you? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing fantastic. And I know you're down there in California, and I think it sounds like the weather is in the 60s and sunny, and it's beautiful. Am I right? Yeah, definitely. It's L.A. Yeah. Oh, oh man, even <laughs> perfect. So I, I would, we were just going through there. A few a month or so ago on a road trip, and we went through there, and it, the the traffic is pretty crazy over there, but beautiful. That whole area over there is just gorgeous. The whole state of California. Uh, what's one of your favorite parts and least favorite parts about living in California? Uh, the traffic is definitely the least favorite part, but the lack of humidity is <laughs> uh, definitely my favorite. No, <laughs> no gnats and all those. Just all those little insects and bugs that are on the East Coast with the humidity. It's good hair weather. You know, I, <laughs> <laughs> and there's everything within just a short driving distance. It was, I mean, during COVID, there was no traffic. It was amazing, but it's back. Man, I feel like LA's never experienced no traffic before. So that was yeah. probably the first time ever. The air cleared up everything. It was just this amazing phenomenon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Well, I, uh, to, to kind of get things started, I'd love you to just introduce yourself, tell a little bit about, I'd love to hear about your podcast um, and your, your business, kind of just a little background, and then we'll, we'll, we'll ask some questions after we hear your intro. Okay. I'm Lauren Abrams. I am a lawyer. I have, I've been practicing employee rights law for over 23 years, I'm not sure, since 1997. And I have a podcast, 52 Weeks of Hope, where we talk about what's the hardest challenge you're proudest of overcoming, which how'd you do that? And what's your message of hope? And we get to find out that we're not alone. Everybody's been through it. And it comes from my own dark night of the soul, so to speak, where once I got through it, everybody goes through something. Um, I went and I was like, well, what the hell was that? <laughs> and I started, I thought, well, they say nobody on their deathbed ever wishes they worked harder, made more money. So I did kind of a personal quest of why are we here? And I went and I interviewed a person a week for a year for 52 weeks. And people were revealing the most, I mean, personal information to me. And I'm not a shrink or anything, but they were really telling me personal things. And there started being common themes. And I was like, this is so rich and so good. I need to share it. And I thought, oh, I'll write a book. One of those books where you open it and you're like, this is just what I needed. It's amazing. Or you close it and then you open it again. And I've got a couple chapters on my website. And um, anyway, but then COVID hit. So I did a pivot and I started a podcast, which I love, called 52 Weeks of Hope. So yeah, that's how that started. Fantastic. Well, I love I love the, the vision of that because I want people to know, um, and I hope other people share the same vision that you have and myself have. I want people to have hope and know that 
one, they're not alone in the world and things they're going through. They're probably not the only person going through something that they're struggling with. So I just love that vision and you starting that podcast, especially as a, as a lawyer. I feel like that's, uh, you know, people go, wait, a lawyer started a, a 52 Weeks of Hope podcast or just a podcast in general. So kind of what wouldn't, what made you just suddenly like, I'm going to start a podcast? Was it because you were going through that dark time that you were like, I'm going to encourage other people with this podcast? When was that that light switch went off? You know, I don't even know how I came up with the idea. It was during COVID. It was um, that I came up with it. I'm not sure what had me do the pivot while definitely being stuck in the house. And it's really, the messages really are that rich and that incredible and to give people hope because I interviewed like Rudy Tomjanovich for was one of them. I mean, he was just inducted to the Basketball Hall of Fame with, I mean, with such legends. It was unbelievable. Yet, when I interviewed him, he grew up, no matter what pinnacles of success he reached, his head would tell him, uh, you're no good, Rudy, and stuff like that. And it was just really incredible to hear him talk about that. It's, I mean, it's very short, what I wrote and everything, but it gets the message across that, like, everybody has voices in their head and people telling them things and my dark night of the soul since it's that since you have this kind of a business more business related podcast is I have a thriving law practice but I didn't have any money coming in Mm -hmm. and I was a single mom raising two kids I have full custody of my kids they were little and I didn't know how I was going to feed them for a while I mean, it was really dark and I had no one to talk to. And one of my vendors was suing me, even though I was making minimum payments, I had to pay my employees. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, who do you turn to? And it was such a quality problem in my mind because there's homeless and there's there's always stuff going on in the world. And I thought, I'm a lawyer. And from the outside, it looks like, oh, she's got all this stuff, but I didn't. And it was so hard. And you think, oh, nobody's going through it. But then... Now other people talk, I interview people, other people, I've talked to top, top, top executives. And I found out from very top people that they've gone through it. That some companies have almost gone under and it's paying the employees and getting things. And I had plenty of business. It wasn't that, but we all go through it and, and we go through it. And that, that's one of the messages from interviewing all these people. Like the only way through is through, you get through it. But then once I got through it, I was like, what the hell was that? And I was like, okay, um, now what? And, and the thing is, is every, and the number one thing we need is community. That, that is my message. We need community. I just, the podcast that just is out right now, I'm, I interviewed somebody who's lost her 11-year-old son. She got, he got childhood leukemia, and it happened out of nowhere. Wow. And, and yet she chooses to live in joy, and she's not even a year past this. And she's the executive producer of, uh, I'm not a TV watcher, but, uh, Project Runway. I, I was like, I'm going to get the show wrong. <laughs> and, and she's a storyteller. It's what she does. And so it's a fabulous, fabulous podcast. And she choose, and you think, how can she live in joy? She lost her son, yet that was her. That's her message. So even she gets through it. Like it makes my. That's a thing. It's like we all have problems and issues and stuff. So I was like, oh, how can I complain that I had that a financial thing when she lost her son? I mean, the worst thing ever. And it's like we all have our stuff, and we all go through it at different times. But 
community is what gets us through it. And that's why people live the longest with the best health and all that in those blue zones. It's about community. So that's why I did it. That's why I do this because we need community. We need to know we're not alone. There's certain, I've, I've interviewed African American women. They don't talk about mental health issues. I didn't know that, but I've interviewed enough to find out, wow, I, they don't talk about it. And everyone has them. <laughs> like, what do you mean you don't talk about it? So anyway. And those people are an inspiration. And I, and I think what's really cool when, when people have had these horrible things happen to them that they, they don't, they aren't woe is me all the time that they can take that experience and use it to help other people who are about to go through that or are going through that same experience to help them get through that. Cause you know, there's certain things like I've gone through that I could help somebody else, but if somebody else is going through, I'm not even being specific, but it's going through something I haven't gone through yet. I don't feel adequate and I feel like I can't truly help them go through something like that they're going through that I've never experienced. Like, oh, it's going to be okay. And, oh, you just got to hang in there. Like I, people are tired of hearing that stuff. They want to hear the, the nitty gritty from the person who's actually gone through it in, in, in my opinion. but It's so true. I know a judge, well, he actually stepped down from the bench. He's now a mediator. He's so open about his mental health issues. So mm-hmm. open. And um, that's not why he stepped down. He just was so discouraged by how things work on the bench but um you know he's just open about it says he needs his exercise he needs this he he just talks about what he needs so i mean it's it's refreshing i grew up my parents everything's a secret there's it's not like something awful was going on in the house it was but you just don't tell anybody anything i'm like oh and that is one thing i've seen you know we i think we've all seen the the switch in the last couple years but i've just people being more open with, with things and telling yeah. like, hey, I'm struggling with this, uh, whether it's a, an addiction or yeah, mental health. And, and I think that's good. It's, it, I think it's still freaking people out because it's so, still so new of people like being open about talking with something about it. Like maybe like somebody was, uh, wanting to commit suicide or whatever. And they're open about mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, oh okay. yeah. but it's good. It's, I think it's healthy that people are comfortable enough to, to share it so they can, get help or help somebody who might be struggling with the same thing and not wanting to tell anybody about it's it. So, so true. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm such a, when you're like, yeah, you can ask me anything. I, I'm such an open book. I don't, I don't, at this point, like if I can help somebody else, great. Um, so it was kind of hard when I started the podcast to be like that, but I'm like, I could die tomorrow. So who cares? That's how I got through. Like, Amen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. so I'd love to pick your brand about your law practice a little bit. So you've been, you've been, in business since 97. So did you, before you started your own practice, were you under anybody else's practice first? And then you're like, no, I can do this on my own. And you branched out and did your own thing. How did that all start out? Okay. So I was going to go to the DA and there was this in-between period where I was actually appearing in court. I love being in court. And um, so once I was sworn into the bar, once I passed and was sworn in, I couldn't appear anymore. And before they were in their hiring process, I was just going around to everyone I know that was burnt out on being in court going, let me try your case. And I was just trying cases and going to court for all the old burned out attorneys. And that was back in the 90s and late 90s. And uh, just appearing as much as I could and... um, so an attorney I knew said, oh, go look at this court file and see if you want the case. I didn't even know what a court file was. And I just went and I looked and I said, it's a mess, but it's come, going to trial. And uh, so I just wanted to try the case. And I ended up in mediation and against a huge firm. And anyway, the mediator came in and I'm like, I don't want to settle. 
I want to try it and scared the other side. And I ended up settling for a bunch of money because I just wanted to try the case. And um, anyway, with that, I started my own practice. And I wasn't going to, but somebody I knew said, she said, you should go out on your own. I said, I won't know what I'm doing. She said, nobody does. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so she helped me and somebody else helped me. And they said, case selection is the number one thing you have to be careful of. So to this day, I am not a mill. I am so, so, so picky about the cases I take. I need to, I need to have that feeling in my gut that I believe the person and what they're telling me. And um, because if I don't believe them, I can't be an advocate. And also, how could a jury believe them? So um, that's my number one thing. And um, and also, especially when I start having kids, like if I'm going to give my time up for my kids, I have to really believe in the in the person. So and just for the audience listening, what is the specific law that you focus on? Uh, I'm I'm 100% plaintiff's employment. People who are wrongfully terminated, discriminated against at work, retaliated against for complaining about things at work, something like okay. that. And I don't know how much you're able to share um, just because of client, you know, privacy and stuff. What's what's mm-hmm. one of the craziest cases that you have? This is the stuff that's fascinating for me for for laws. Was like one of the the craziest, like that actually happened. Yeah. I'll take your case. We're going to win. No problem. Like what's some of the craziest stories you've had over the years? You know what? It's not the craziest necessarily. Can't talk about this one, but, um, I always, one thing that, that bothers me more than anything is that since I've started my practice, I always have pregnancy discrimination cases. You'd Mm. think, how is that possible? Everyone knows you can't. I have always, always, always had them. And that bothers me more than anything. I write articles all the time about the rights of pregnant women in the workplace, the right to lactate, the um, in privacy, um, everything. And yet there are always pregnancy cases. I just, people don't want pregnant. I mean, we're the best workers. We want to do our job and go home and be with our families. We work. We don't sit around talking. I mean, it's just so absurd to me. I would hire uh, somebody who wanted to go back to work in a second because I know how hard moms work. Mm. <laughs> I just do. So, um, but there, it's always, you know, the women that wait till the last minute, the glass seal, you know, just working as hard as they can, wait till they're 40, 41, 42, and then finally have a baby. Oh, I'm sorry. While you were out having your baby, we discovered this is it's so cookie cutter. We discovered that you suck at your job. Hmm. <laughs> this is it's so cookie cutter. Um, so it's not because you are out on leave. It's because we discovered you suck. And so we're replacing you. But they won't say it that way. Of course, your position's been eliminated. Man, <laughs> it, um, just, so at, as a lawyer for a case like that, how do you go about having to prove that? that's what actually happened. And obviously it sounds pretty cut and dry, but how, as you as a lawyer, what are you looking for to go? No, that's definitely not what happened. Um, I'm looking for you to have complained in writing. That is the number one thing. Always, always, always is Mm -hmm. for you to have complained in writing. Um, and nobody wants to, nobody ever, ever wants to complain in writing. If you think you're about to be discriminated against, about to be retaliated against anything, you have to complain in writing. And nobody wants to, uh, but the pregnancy ones are so clearly pretextual. Usually, it's just, yeah. I mean, and I I, to to go off 
on the, the, the law thing for a while. I'm always yeah, yeah, a, of course. A, a weird thing with with lawyers. This is of a few years a few years ago. I was always like, ooh, lawyers, you know, they, they're fighting for the people who are guilty and all these different things. I had like a weird um, thought of what, what lawyers were until I met one of my friends who's a um, uh, criminal lawyer, like a personal injury lawyer. Thank you. There we go. Personal injury lawyer. And I was talking with him. He goes, he goes and he just kind of explained what he does and he goes i fight for these people specifically obviously people who are innocent but he goes you know without us having a voice for them they're just going to be put away or they're going to be you know put away for too long or whatever it is and he as when i he was really just speaking his heart and why he got into law and he goes i never thought i'd get into law but i just saw so many people getting treated horribly in the system and all that and i wanted to fight it and i was like man i am like totally for this field for sure it's just like what you mentioned like my wife and I have a almost a two year old. You know, I can't imagine that happening to my wife. You know, like there's women are such a uh, <laughs> such an important part of society. Like with birth and all the things they go through, and then to have to lose your job because of that, just it breaks my heart. So I'm glad that you're in business. I'm glad you're fighting for those people that have been wrong, wrongfully yeah. terminated. So yeah, I never. I mean, I never thought I'd be a lawyer or anything. I just I was going always going to go for my master's. I got into a good law school. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go. I went at night for my master's the last two years, the three years of law school. Cause, and I was like, I don't know. Anyway, I, <laughs> I love what I do until the pandemic. <laughs> and and leading right into that, perfect lead in for it. So, you know, COVID starts, obviously, you're in Southern California, hot spot, full lockdown, all that. What? How did COVID affect your business and kind of what did it look like for kind of the, just a year, a whole year 2020? I know things are opening up now a little bit more. Um, how did it affect your business and what did it kind of look like? Um, well, I found that I could work from home, which I love, 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 love. How many, how many months left on my lease? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I just, I mean, I haven't had a break. And nobody, I mean, it's just been awful. It's been awful as far as like this area of law. It just, the courts were closed. Everything's backed up. Defense counsel, everybody's mean, unnecessarily mean. I just, mm. it's the first time I've always loved what I do because I feel like I, I honestly, genuinely feel like I help people. But um, nothing, there's no justice right now. So it's... I'm have not, to wait a while for a case to be settled. It, right it's now. just, and yeah, it, it's, it's, and there's, there's no glut of attorneys on the market. So it's hard to hire anyone and the attorneys are overworked. I just had another one quit. I just have like, cause she wants to be home with her toddler. You, I mean, you can't blame her. Wow. She doesn't want to work this part. So I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to do this. I just want to do my podcast and write and do the stuff that fills me up because this is not filling me up. I don't need to like, like, yeah. So it's been an emotional roller coaster that's been extremely exhausting for you. It sounds like this last. Yeah, I need. Yeah. So and so. Man, well, I would uh, again encourage you. Maybe you can uh, we can build this podcast up. Get some uh, get some uh, money coming in from sponsors at your podcast. Maybe you can hit the retirement books or something early yeah, on, right? take a break. Uh, with with your law practice specifically, what have you seen in the years you've been in business since 97? What what are some of the wins you've had for marketing and the, the losses, like the failures, the successes? I'd love to hear what has worked for you and hasn't worked. 
A great question. So the number one thing is always referrals. Always, always, always is referrals. But some of the things that I've done that have been really great, um, the stuff that costs a lot of money doesn't seem to pay off that much. Some things are just more geared towards lawyers. So I'll try to stay away from that a little bit. Or you want me to say... Um, there's so many different, I I think they charge, I don't know. I actually don't know, but I feel like they charge lawyers more money for marketing. (laughs) I I don't really know if that's true or not, but like when a radio station started a business hour, um, I just wrote and called the person and said, Oh, congratulations on the new position. Just so you know, this is what I do for a living. So if you have questions about employee rights, here I am. Um, I did the same thing. I got on Good Morning America by um, by doing that same kind of thing. Um, I've been on. I've been in the media by by doing that, just that, by saying, "Hey, here's a topic I can speak on. Hmm. Um, I have a case that's directly on point, or I can speak on this." Um, And and I started, by the way, with the local AM radio station here. It, and I was on for an hour, and I did not get one call. <laughs> you would think you would think I did, but I can put it on my CV, right? I can put, oh, I was on KNX Business Hour, but whatever. I mean, I thought it was a great idea, and I didn't stop doing it. I still thought, oh, I'll keep doing it. But you know, I mean, it's a very, it's a listen to program. But maybe, who knows, maybe that Good Morning America heard that. I have no idea. All I know is I've been on Good Morning America a couple times, and I just happened to pitch something in particular that was relevant. So when they needed something like that again, like a Gordon Ramsay thing where, anyway, um, like I got on. They called me and said, hey, and it's very last minute. It's very time consuming. But, I mean, that's worth a lot. That, that was good. And um, I was on something else. But, you know, those things work. Those things are good. I did not get clients from that, but I think it's good PR. For sure. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. So I, I, but I didn't get clients. So, again, what you want, I don't, I mean, I don't know if that scares the other side. I doubt it. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. But um, so what get, keeps the phone ringing is and things like super lawyers and all those things that say you're so great i can't stand that stuff i mean i can't stand it the guy from fine law uh, thompson reuters whatever the name keeps changing but he my rep who isn't with him anymore he started his own business he actually stood over my desk after i was 21 years in practice and made me fill out everything and i'm like this thing is such a racket because i know somebody who's been disbarred and is now practicing again that is in that list i i can't stand that stuff but i i think i was a super lawyer for the last year not and then they make me pay in order to be on that like i can't stand it anyway Dang. Well, I know yeah. I see I see lawyers all the time advertise on billboards. Do billboards work in law? I have no. I I mean I I have never done that. I have no idea. Um, okay. I'm assuming they're extremely extremely expensive. Obviously, I don't offer that as a service for clients for billboards. We only do like digital marketing. And uh, but I see lawyers just canvas, especially where I live in South okay. Florida. They're just all of them. I all heard over. I heard that about Florida. So this is what 
is so highly recommended now. And again, I mean, I really should be doing it since I'm podcasting and doing this, but I don't need, I don't really need the business. I don't mean that in any way at all. And I actually think I'm going to start doing this, um, is just start making videos. Those one minute videos talking about yourself and what you can offer, whatever's current in your business, those, just those one minute it doesn't have to be a real, just do a one minute clip, stick it on LinkedIn. Being on LinkedIn, by the way, if you do LinkedIn for 15 minutes, do 15 minutes a night commenting on other people, but you have to be consistent. And this absolutely works. If you, and, and put it on your calendar. Yeah. If you stop being consistent, it doesn't work, which is the hardest part because I mean, most of us have calendars. If you're listening to Mitchell, you're probably busy. <laughs> and our calendars are just so nuts. But if you do 15 minutes every single day, your LinkedIn will go nuts. And there's just so much business there. And you'd be surprised at how within just a month, a month, like mine in a week, I just, it just started popping all over the place. Yeah, people are going to try to sell you stuff, but whatever. Um, and if you put a, your little one minute videos in there and just start offering, your name is going to come to mind at some point for a lot of people who need you for whatever it is that you're doing. And, and you're so right. I just had a podcast. This would have gone out probably, probably two weeks or so before this one's going to come out because uh, I had a call with a guy and we were talking about just native content, content that was was not done up with crazy video editing and graphics. Just you film it with your your phone, you post it on LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever it is, and it's just real. You're t- talking about this is what I do for this is what my typical day looks like, or this is what I'm I'm working on right now. Like you could have a lot of fun with that being in law, of course. For and it's hard though because people, I think they get self conscious. They're like, oh, what if it's, I stumble on my words? What it's, if it's I- not just that? Okay, so. If you've never done this, I so get it because I look at myself back and I look like an idiot. It's one thing when I'm sitting here with Mitchell because I'm looking at him. So I stuck a picture of Scott up um, like, and I crossed me out because I don't want to look at me. <laughs> and I just look at him as if I'm talking to him and um, Scott's my partner. And I'm uh, <laughs> so, and I just talk to him as if I was talking about my day or something, but I'm talking about like, and that makes it easier for me because when I look back, my eyes were darting all over the place because I'm not talking to anyone. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't use this. And so I was like Googling how to not make my eyes dart. Where do I look? You know, and you look at the green dot. I know, I know. But it's still my eyes started darting. Sure. So that's what I did. I, did. I don't have time to watch a whole bunch of YouTube. So Yeah. And that's actually a really good point. So I love, I actually haven't heard that idea before of putting up a picture of something and staring at the picture. Cause I do, I just, I'm the one that like right now, as I'm talking to you, I barely looked at you the whole podcast cause I'm looking at the camera, which is so weird to me. Cause I want to be able to like <laughs> see the person I'm talking to. But I also, if somebody does watch the video version of this or a clip of it, I'm like trying to look at the camera because you know, when you post a video online, it's just your cell phone and you're posting it. You can tell when somebody's just looking at their self while they're filming it because they're just you don't feel that connection and that connection I think is is big, and so one of the one of the things I will give to anybody listening um, that I gave recently too is, uh, and I just mentioned mentioned this like a, lot, a couple podcasts ago was instead of just writing somebody happy birthday like in written form in a text make a quick 
15 second video, 30 second video, you know, oh, Lauren, happy birthday, man. I hope LA is treating you good. I hope your practice is going great. I hope your day is awesome and your, your friends are taking good care of you. Uh, love you so much. Bye bye. And you sign off and you send the video. It took 20 seconds, 15 seconds, but it's so personalized and it stands out because I bet you they didn't get a, a video text message from anybody else uh, that day on their birthday. And so doing things like that to stand out and look different just like you were talking about with LinkedIn and putting that content out and commenting on people's LinkedIn's. Yeah. So, I love it. Um, so if you were to give somebody who's listening, let's say that there's another lawyer listening and they have a practice and they may be going through the struggling part that you had mentioned earlier. What would be, you know, one big takeaway you would give them or two things like, Hey, if I was in your shoes or if I could rewind back to when I was there, this is what I would have done if I was in your spot. Um, if you're struggling in the sense that you don't have cases, call some of the top lawyers and tell them, hey, I'm having a hard time right now. What would you suggest I do? This is what I've been doing because I guarantee those top lawyers have too many cases <laughs> <laughs> and are too busy right now and would love to, or say, what did you do when you were newer and you were struggling? What did you do? Ask them what they did back then. People love to talk about how they made it. They like to talk about themselves, especially the lawyers. I don't hang out with a lot of lawyers. Um, I don't hang out with a lot of lawyers. So um, they love, but they love that. And you just ask them for advice. You're trying to find your mentor and ask them, what did they do? And, and just keep calling, not text, not email, because, I, I mean, the bane of our existence is email. I have, I mean, I can't even, like, just actually pick up the phone and call. Okay. That's what I would recommend. There you, all right. I think that's super good advice. And I do have to fin finish with a, uh, a funny billboard that I see that's down in South Florida for a huge law practice. And again, they're ginormous and they must be doing very well, but I still have to, you know, I can make fun of billboards if I you know, see a funny billboard because they have multiple ones, but it's, I think, it's, I think there's their practices. So they're getting free advertising on the podcast, you know, but uh, it's cause they're called Morgan and Morgan. And the board, the billboard says there's multiple ones that say there goes, there's only one Morgan and Morgan. And I'm like, pretty no, sure it's that, two. Yeah. <laughs> But it, just, it makes me laugh every single time I see it. I'm like, I'm, I'm probably the only one that says it or picks it apart as a joke. But um, they must be doing good because they have billboards everywhere. But uh, but yeah, no, um, before we sign off, I'd love you to uh, put in there, how can people get in contact with you if they do have a case that they, I know you're slammed, but if they had a case they wanted to get to you or uh, if they wanted to tune into your podcast or anything, what's some of the ways they can get connected with you, Lauren? Well, um, everything is on 52weeksofhope.com related to 52weeksofhope.com. All the podcasts, uh, there's chapters, there's blog posts about imposter syndrome and all kinds of things. And um, there's even a free ebook about how to live your best life now if you feel like you're you know that you're there's something you're meant to do while you're here on this planet or something and you're not sure what it is just some simple tools and just to try to get to what that is for you and uh otherwise i'm employeerightslaw.com it's very easy <laughs> for my law practice fantastic well lauren thank you again so much for your time today enjoy your summer there in california and i wish you nothing nothing but the best thanks mitchell it was very fun talking to you today talk to you soon well, maybe after listening to that edition of the podcast, you were like, man, I could use some more hope in my life. Or 
you maybe know somebody in your life, you're like, they need some more hope and I'm going to bring that hope to them. Or maybe you have a law practice or a business and you were able to learn something today that you can use to grow your law practice or your business. I hope you were able to get at least one of those from today's edition and you had fun and enjoyed it. And again, guys, we're going to be here next week with another new guest, some more knowledge and marketing nuggets and tidbits. So make sure to tune in and we'll see you next time on the Finally Marketing Networks podcast.